Hey, and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so if you'd like to learn more about me, you can do that at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Now on to our episode. Hello listeners, this is Dr. Liz, and it is one of the rare times I'm actually recording in the evening instead of in the morning, so my voice may sound a little bit different because our voice changes throughout the day. I learned that from my voice teacher one time. Just an update on the cat, okay, she has not brought home one single little creature. The bell seems to be working. We are saving the creatures of the neighborhood with the bell, so... I got a couple of emails about the cat and her new bell. So I wanted to give you the update on that and also let you know, remember that you can very easily join the newsletter and get free hypnosis files just by texting the word hypnotize to the number 444-999. Again, the number is 444-999 and text the word hypnotize to that number and you'll be added to the newsletter. Now, this week's interview is with Kimberly Friedmutter, and I just absolutely enjoyed her. We're both originally from Texas, so you seem to just get a vibe sometimes with people from your home state, right? You often grew up in the same type of culture with the same type of um, sayings and phrasing, and there's a rhythm to that. So I really enjoyed this interview. Kimberly's going to talk about her new book, called Subconscious Power and talk about the six principles that she really goes in depth in in her book. And this is a really wonderful book. I did get a copy of the book after the interview and it's very easy to read. It's entertaining. I loved her style of the book and believe me, I am a discerning reader. I read so many books. I often have several going at the same time that I honestly like can't tolerate like a bad book anymore. I just can't. I can't make it through it. So this is a really good book. It's very entertaining. It's quick to read. So not only does she go over the principles in the book about how to change your subconscious beliefs, how to access your subconscious mind so that you can live a happier life, so that you can feel more powerful. She also gives what she calls hypnotic hacks. And these are little exercises that you can do. Some of them take a minute. Some of them take a little bit longer. But there's things like how to pivot, how to discover, are you moving towards something? You're moving away from something because that's a big difference. Another one is how to find something in your house. And you'll hear that we talk about this one at the end of the interview a little bit. But that's a really useful hypnotic hack, right? How do you find something when you lost it? It's actually not even in your house. It's just how do you find something? Maybe you didn't lose it in your house. Maybe you lost it somewhere else. I don't know. So that's an example of another one. So I love these little exercises that she gave in the book. And I think they're very accessible for pretty much everyone. So if you're looking for this and you're looking for a good Father's Day gift and you think that the dad in your life would be open to this, 
I highly recommend it for a Father's Day present. It's really good. And she says that about 50% of the readership on the statistics that are coming back are men. So it's going to appeal to them. So that's just a little tip for me to you. All right, let's jump into the interview. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Thank you so much. I am really excited to jump into our conversation. And the first question I'm going to ask is, what was your first experience with hypnosis for yourself? Well, that's a great question. I have to think back for a second because I feel like I've been having hypnosis, Uh (laughs) having hypnosis for a very long time. Um, Gosh, I don't remember the first thing I went for, the first presenting problem, but let me tell you this. It was so magnificent because I hadn't been to any therapy before this, and Mm. um, I had been since because, of course, I wanted to, you know, compare protocols, but what was so funny is I thought, wow, is this all? there was to it for me and I'm fixed. Uh (laughs) I really couldn't, almost couldn't believe it. And so then once I created another issue for myself, I ran back and it was to another hypnotist, a different hypnotist Mm -hmm. and same thing. And I do remember the most important and emotional one for me was stage fright. Mm. And it was the one that was limiting me the most because I don't know if if you were aware that I had a radio talk show on 97.1 KLSX Los Angeles, which was the home of Howard Stern at the time. Uh And so, you know, it's hard to have, you know, be an entertainer with stage fright. (laughs) Yes. Not good luck. So anyway, they, of course, fixed all that. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And then as I was booking different things and different films and whatever, it really worked so beautifully for me. And I thought, if this is as easy as therapy could be without all the chit chat and all the talking and all those things, and I love psychotherapy, I have a lot of family in psychotherapy. So not to knock that in the least. But let me tell you, I'm from Texas. And we're taught that when we pick weeds, or you burn out a tree, or you do something, you go in and you get it at the root. And the same holds true, I find, for ourselves and our issues is that going in and really getting at that root, which is the subconscious, made the biggest difference for me. Yes. I didn't realize you're from Texas. Where are you from in Texas? So San Antonio originally, and then I lived in Dallas for a period of time, lots of family in Houston. Ah. Yeah, so kind of all over. Okay, I heard your accent. I'm originally from Texas, from Plano, outside of Dallas. Oh my gosh, I so know Plano. Yeah. <laughs> no, <right>? so. <laughs> yeah. You know very well. So I lived in Farmer's Branch, which ah. was in 35 and Webb's Chapel Road. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly <laughs> where that is. All right. So you you had several problems fixed, let's say, put it that way. And yeah. then at what point did you decide to become trained as a hypnotist yourself? Well, it was during the course of the radio show and I needed to go in for some more continuing education. And I thought, what better way to understand the mechanics and the working behind the scenes of the hypnotist as opposed to being the client. And that's when it just had me. And I thought, this is my calling. This is it. Because I really, I've always been a keen life observer. I I felt always more of an observer than a participant per se. And I do have to remind myself now to, you know, live a balanced life and to really participate instead of just watching and scrutinizing and getting my notepad Mm -hmm. out. Hard to do at parties. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> it doesn't make you first on the list for invitees when right. you're staring at everybody. Why did you say that? Why did you do that? <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I always have been very curious about human behavior, why we do what we do and the mechanics behind that. So it was a perfect protocol for me. And then the, also the fact that, you know, it's 100% organic, natural, sustainable. Yes. All- wonderful things. You know, it, it's very in right now, if you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's talking about mind uh, mind matters. So, you know, and I, I just find that you live a happier life when you're really in touch with that part of the mind. And that was what I was after. Absolutely. What was your radio show about? It was a relationship show. So, you know, Howard Stern, Tom Likas, mm-hmm. Adam Rolla and Drew Pensky. And so it was very male dominated and very, you know, kind of on the crass side. And the, you know, Howard took it over the edge to that, right? And mm-hmm. became famous from that. And so I was the softer side of Sears, if you will. I was the one who was a little bit more relationship friendly and I had a female co host. And so we were the little balancing act for that. Ah, got it. Okay. So that was like a natural lead in then. You're talking about relationships and human behavior, right? Yeah. And how people relate yeah. and all yes. of that. Okay. It was a call-in show. And we were very, very popular because it was two girls. It was called In the Heat of the Night. And it was Ooh. two women who, you know, we had kind of a, it was almost a little bit like Playboy with a brain, you know? So we had all of the, all of the, you know, life experience and things and having been in entertainment and all of that, you know, kind of like if Jenny McCarthy at the time had had a radio show, she uh-huh. would have You know, it was like that. It was playful. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's a great name, too, in the heat of the night. Yeah, and we were relationship friendly. So couples would call in and, you know, people are sleeping or, you know, tucked in bed. And it was it was neat. It was it was a good time. Very cool. So then you where did you get your training originally? Because I know, you know, once we get started, hypnotherapists, like we just keep going, right? (laughs) We're training. (laughs) And I do keep going. In fact, now, I mean, there really isn't anything I don't read. My husband laughs because he was raised with televisions and I was raised with books. And so every time we look at either a home or another boat or something, he'll say, oh, that's a great place for TV if you just rip this bookshelf out. And I'm laughing because I'm like, no, 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 fill it with books. So we have that in common. But really, I studied everywhere I could at the time. And then I started my practice and moved. Let's see, where did I move right away? I moved up to Seattle and started working with Microsofters. Then I moved to Mm. Malibu and started working with addicts. And then I moved to Las Vegas and kept working with everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I do work still out of Los Angeles, New York, and Las Vegas, depending on where I'm called to do. But now it's just been this, you know, the whole world is on board with hypnosis now. I'm so pleased. And like, this is Mental Health Month. And, you know, you have all of the, um, you know, with Oprah teaming with Prince Harry and Prince Mm -hmm. William and the Heads Together movement and all of these things. It's really becoming Lady Gaga, you know, is speaking out about it. It's such a beautiful thing. And you'll see a lot of Hollywood reference to uh, my book. Um, In fact, Martha Stewart, Jennifer Hudson, Mike Tyson, all of these folks, different producers, different entertainers, NFL Hall of Famers, um, Secret Service, a lot of politician people, they're all commenting on the book and have commented on it because everyone's getting involved. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's the time right now for that. You know, we're, we're like the, the, the jig is up or the gig is up or however you word it. Yeah. It's, it's up. And, <laughs> and we're all on to ourselves now. And we all want this thing called happiness and called this full life. And I know now the principles to get that. And so it, actually they reached out to me to write the book. 
Um, it was a few years ago and it was Harper Collins. And mm -hmm. I said, absolutely, I'll write a book because they'd heard about my practice. And I was flattered by that. But more importantly, is how can I take what was previously behind these closed doors and what was before cloistered for, you know, admittedly very high performing individuals? Mm -hmm. And how can we take that and really um, put it out where it's just so easy and wonderful and digestible for everybody. And I was able to refine the six principles that I'd been using in my practice forever. And those refined are so easy. And again, it's kind of like a manual for this machine you already have. Mm -hmm. You know, you're already magnificent. And I'm here to tell you that you're right. Whatever you thought, you were right. Because your subconscious does not leads you astray and it is not wrong. Instincts, intuition, gut, all of those things that you were following all of these years, if you heard the whisper, and if you heard the call, and if you paid attention, you were right on the money. And so all this book does is it's a manual for how to plug in that machine and use this machine you already have within you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. I was watching a video today. It's by Richard Nongard, who were talking about before we started recording. And he was saying, you know, there's so many people who just flail around, right? Like Abraham Hicks will say the same thing. Like, instead, what I, instead of just being a lump of clay, like take some time to form it, take some time to really say, okay, this is where I want to go intentionally, and then use your mind to help you get there. Like, that's really what hypnosis is doing. Exactly. Because here's the thing. It's like maps. You know, we have all these wonderful apps on our phones and literally you need to know your location to know where you're going. And so the first principle, if you, if you wanted to get into that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump in. Okay. So the first principle is accountability. Come into accountability. Where are you? And this is warts and all I like to say, because, you know, there's always the not so pretty side of us. And you know how everybody is so happy to tell you about all the things you need to fix within yourself. Well, yeah. now's time. <laughs> I'm I like, must have fantastic you? friends because I don't, I don't get, oh, my ex-husband will tell me, that's for sure. Like, oh, <laughs> thank you so much for noticing. And, and clearly you're very detailed about what you see and yes, very observant. Yeah. Thank you. It's like right. a thank you, no thank you moment. But anyway, the truth is, is that they mean it in love, I'm sure. And, you know, they're happy mm -hmm. to tell us about it. And so it's really looking at those things because, you know, deny, deny is always the first line of defense. And, and the truth is, is that, you know, we're not perfect. And, and also we're not always that happy. And so to really look at that and say, this is, this is who I am and this is how I got here. It's wonderful. The second, um, principle is tapping into the subconscious. Well, we have to get to that right away because that's the fun part. And so I explain how, how really what the subconscious is and exactly how it's used. So memories and all the touchy feely fun stuff, you know, when you're eight years old and you're just at your glory, like you're, you're not an adult by any means, you're not even a teenager. So you don't have to worry about being PC and you just run and play and you just say what you mean. And everybody forgives you because you're eight and you're good with it because you're telling the truth because you're eight and all of those wonderful things in the whole world is possible to you and you don't see your own limitations and there's this broader sense of knowledge at eight years old that I identified and I spell that out in the book because she's in you and he's in you and they're there and your children they have that part of them and that mechanism and as mothers I say please 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 do me this favor even if you don't buy the book 
congratulate your child and really amplify those parts of them that raise their hand, that speak out, that say, you know, because as PC people and adults, we might go, oh gosh, Johnny, you know, don't say that, Mm -hmm. but applaud them privately for that, for that connection that they're making, because that's their true brilliance. And that's your child's genius. And let me say that a child who is connected to their subconscious will not go off the path. Just likewise, the same human being now that's an older adult person will not go off the path once they know better. You know how Oprah's always saying mm-hmm. no better better. That's that function because it has to be going into our mind somewhere and it's actually in the subconscious that it sits. So that tapping into your subconscious is really great. But as parents, you can precurse that by going in and saying, Hey, great job. You know, before you got hit, you know, or scratched or bitten in the, um, on the playground, did you sense that this could happen? Or did you see that this person was in a bad mood or that they were angry? You know, there's all of these things that if you talk to your child in that way, it'll wake up already what they have and it'll let them have permission and that knowingness that they're on the right path. Mm-hmm. I can't stress this enough. That that chapter is like a godsend for parents. And then the next um wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I used to play when my my kids are teenagers now, but when they were younger, we would play intuition games. Like what do you want to create today? What do you want to see? And then we'd keep an eye out for the white cat, you know, or whatever they want to create, right? So yeah, there's ways to encourage that in your children. That is wonderful. I'll play that with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's a wonderful game, right? Yeah. It's funny because I was I was working with someone and we were playing this on them the other day and I said, you know, what do you want to create? Do you want to see a white cat? See how long it'll take you to see that this week. And then literally two days later, I was like, all white cat. I texted her. You know, I was like, just cross my path. You know? Oh, that is so wild. I love those stories. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. stories are great. I have a funny quick little one. Um, I'm on the board at UCLA in Los Angeles and I have these checks from them, not for that, but just like refund checks of overpayment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there was one that was fairly significant. And I found it in the bottom of my drawer as I was doing my cleansing because I, I had a declutter newsletter this week. And it just came out today, in fact, for anybody who already has a newsletter sign up on the website. But anyway, I digress. So I'm putting out this video and I thought I have to clean everything because I can't put the video out without the intention of that I've done this myself today. Like Mm -hmm. it's time to clean. And so as I'm cleaning, and this was last week, but as I'm cleaning, well, what is today? Wednesday? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was actually two days ago. So I was cleaning the drawer out and I find this check and it was fairly substantial and it was a year old Mm, and I, you know, cashed it. And of course it says after 180 days, it's no good, whatever. So I gave it to a gal who does my running and she ran to the bank and I said, so before they handcuff you for trying to cash them, you know, <laughs> run, right? I said, I hope, you know, that nothing happens, but have your phone on you in case you need to call me. And so we're laughing about it and whatever. And so, of course, she brought it back and she said, you know, no, they wouldn't cash it. They said, you need to call them, whatever. So today, so it's two days later and today I'm thinking, how do you get in touch with like, you know, billing or whatever at UCLA. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's no way I'm going to do this. And so between phone calls, I did Google it. As my dad would say, I Googled it up and I Googled it and, um, you know, I can't find what it is. So forget it. Now the phone rings and I move on. My phone rings five minutes later and it literally says UCLA medical billing department across the screen on the caller ID. So I answered it, you know, with, mm-hmm. you know, hello. <laughs> uh-huh. 
And they said, oh, my gosh, you know, we were noticing that you hadn't cashed this check. Oh, my gosh. Do it. And I said, are you calling because the bank called because I was in there like I sent someone in? And she said, no. She said, this is just like a note that pops up, you know, when it's time to call our people. So that is so <laughs> even, even in your stress. I'm here to tell you, even in your stress and Perfect. even in these things that don't seem like they're going right. Right. Yes. Because Cash, the cash didn't, or the check didn't get cash. All of those things are magic. And so there's a whole section in the book about soul spirit. And this mm. is where you tap into that. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't say, I couldn't stare at my phone and say, call me, call me, call yeah, me. Yeah, right. But all I could do is just, I didn't even have to beacon out the need. I just had the need. And I didn't even realize that it could be fulfilled. And here I am, you know, the expert at this, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it still catches me off guard in the most beautiful, beautiful way every single day. So I say, dig for your old checks <laughs> yes. and then sit and wait for your phone to ring because, you know, putting the action behind it too. I can promise you as well that if I just found the checks and just sat on them again for another mm-hmm. year, I wouldn't have gotten that phone call. So you really do need to put the action behind the intention and then it happens. It's so beautiful. Yes. Yes. So what is principle three? So principle three is move toward or away. So here's the thing. So again, it's about orientation. Where are you? Do you find yourself moving into things that don't make you happy? So maybe it's a relationship after relationship or a job after job or a geographical location, you know, moving from town to town. It's, it's possibly because you're moving away from the things you don't like as opposed to toward the things you do like. So instead of just blindly moving, you know, if you're on maps, you, you put in a location. This is where I want to mm-hmm. go. You don't put in, I do not want to go where I just was. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> because it's not going to take you anywhere. That's the same principle in theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one is a lot of fun and very sticky and people get antsy about it. And it's called judge thyself and thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. I am bringing judgment back and I'm bringing judgment back because it's a very important first line of defense for our survival. There was a beautifully written book years ago by a gentleman called Gavin DeBecker. And Gavin DeBecker is a security consultation company now, global, Oprah. He he is the gift of fear. The mm-hmm. gift of fear, and he's the he's the um, consultant now for the cloud. I don't know if you know that the cloud has security, and mm-hmm. that would be him. <laughs> so he's very fancy that way. But here's the thing: is that you know the book, and you know what I'm getting ready to say is that your intuition, your gut, and your instinct is your best friend for your survival. And Absolutely. in fact. Yes. You can't even, you can't even injure yourself really without a tool. You can't choke yourself, you can't drown yourself, and this is because the subconscious won't allow it. Mm-hmm. So when there's danger, and this is for your children too, when there is danger, you must 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 listen to those signals, those signs, those warnings, those impulses, all of the things that the subconscious tells you because it has that 50,000 foot view down into life scope. And so it's the awareness and that broad intelligence that you possess is yours. It's your gift from the universe. You have it. We all have it. We're all geniuses. We just don't know it necessarily. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the best use of that principle. The next principle is, well, actually, let me just add to this. It's not just about fear and problems. It's also shaking someone's hand and knowing if this person is good for you now in the midterm or in the long term. Because also, how many times have you in business, you know, you work, I work, a lot of women work. How many times do you now, you know, spend some time and energy with people who just don't reciprocate back? Yes, right. Right, it wasn't the right rabbit to chase, right? Mm -hmm. You end up going down that hole instead of you know into the glory land where you should be with your work. And you know, so we all know that we all know we've spent a lot of precious and our biggest commodity is our time with the wrong people. This can save all of that. So, you're saying it's more about what I'm hearing is about discernment, like okay. 100%. Yeah. How am I feeling about this person and, and making sure that you're checking in with that intuition and saying, all right, this is a good person for me to be around, period. Yes. And it's for your ecology. So it's for what is best for you and what's best for you now, because, you know, people change, things change, circumstances Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. change. So in the business, in the business model of this, we look at it as, is this person leverageable for me now in my business? You know how everybody at dinner parties, they're all like, oh my gosh, tomorrow, tomorrow, you're so great. You're so great. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. But you know, how many of those really pan out and who should you really, which horse should you bet on when it comes to your time? and your energy and your resources. Yeah, it's really important. I imagine that it's it's more important the busier you get. Of yeah. like are being able to decide who am I partnering with, who am I making a business deal with, who am I moving forward with and who's going to waste my time. Right. And a big thing right now, because a lot of our picking and choosing is based on social media and internet based and all of these things. So we're not getting that animal intuition, magnetism kind of thing that comes through face to face. Yes. And we're getting texts and we're getting, you know, here's a list of the things I can do instead of that real gut. And your gut can see through emails too. Your instinct can see through text messages. Everything has a tone that that little inner eight-year-old in each of us, that little precious person that knows the truth of the truth of the truth. So I like to say the you inside of you, Mm -hmm. she knows and she's willing to tell you and she's probably screaming at the top of her little lungs, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And so to let the consciousness and the busyness and the task maker override that intelligence is a mistake. Mm. So you must, must, must. And guess what? It's easy to do. And guess what? It gets better as you do it. You know, it's a muscle that just gets better and stronger as you use it. And then as you convince yourself that you're right, and I'm here to tell you you're right. <laughs> as you convince yourself that you're right, then you do it more. And then, yes. Oh, was, oh, yeah, I right. think it, it becomes a skill of yes. like. So beautifully put. Yeah, of of checking in. I mean, also considering different perspectives, because sometimes email and and text, the tone is misinterpreted. So sometimes you have to check that out. But absolutely, like it it becomes a skill of saying, nope, I, I really was right my first instinct, right? (laughs) Over time or, okay, I checked it out. I got more information. I can make a different decision here. Exactly. Because to, to have the, so to have the impulse of, of protection and of ecology is to have that real pure information coming at you. What you do with it then is next. 
So the assumption that you make. So it, let's say that I get an email early in the morning and I think, oh, that's rude. And then, and then mm-hmm. I think, oh, but, you know, they probably didn't have their coffee yet. Or, oh, you know, maybe they're having a hard day. That's all fine and good. But remember what came through first pure was that's rude. Mm-hmm. Right. So little note to self. Personal mm-hmm. rude. You know, so you want to be careful about letting our, our logic brain come in and satisfy and smooth over and, you know, and, and, and make it seem like it's okay because everyone can be charming. You know, I don't know if you watch those shows, the ID shows and the datelines in the 2020s and all those things, but let me tell you, every person that is malintented is charming, 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 charming. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes actually my friend and I, who's also a psychologist talk about this, it's the feeling you have when they leave, when you leave the room with them, something like that. You know, like if you're like, oh, you're charming, you're charming in person, right? They're in front of you. But then after you're done with the interaction, whether you've left the restaurant or the cafe or the dinner or whatever that is, it's like, huh, I have a really bad feeling. And it's like, oh, that's something to listen to. That's a flag. Especially if they're behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That too. Also use your eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you know, you're saying like right in front of you, they can be very charming, right? So you yeah. get you get pulled into that and they're they're often skilled at that. Oh, for but, sure. No, that's the that's the Pied Piper. That's the come this right. way little girl have candy in the car, you know? <laughs> right. It is. It is. And let yes. me tell you, we don't, you know, again, back to that eight-year-old, the eight-year-old inside of you is super, super, you know, alive and well. In fact, how this came about where there was two beautiful little girls that slammed into each other in the most beautiful way at the airport in one of the terminals and they screamed, oh my gosh, I knew I'd see you, I knew you'd come. And they were so excited that literally it stopped all the action in all the other terminals. People are looking, it's in the middle of the day, briefcases are set down, men looked, women looked, and for a moment there was this thought, you could just feel it collectively of, oh my gosh, I wish I felt that way about someone. And the truth is, is they were so unabashedly in love with each other and so thrilled and giggly sparkly glittery you know to see each other that that moment transformed all of us that saw it and without a word just with thought language we all were so grateful for them to remind us that that is who we are Mm -hmm. I love it when the internet companies you know they'll put their company uh, profiles up and they use all their school pictures you know it's so cute because truth is is we don't outgrow our eight and for some reason the mind lines things up that we're emotional at that time. So I walk a German shepherd. And so people will say, Oh my gosh, when I was eight, I had a dog like that. Or, Oh, when I was eight, my parents divorced. And they'll say things like this. And it might not be the actual chronological age they were. They scoot it all towards eight. So it'll be fun when you watch films and you see like different things or people talking about their experiences, you'll see people say, Oh my gosh, eight, eight, eight. I was Mm -hmm. eight. That'll become new for you and your consciousness because it's really, it's really when we're at that crux and we have that choice. So again, I urge parents celebrate your eight-year-old or your six-year-old or your 11-year-old right around in that time frame all honesty and their integrity and really amplify those gut and emotions and intuitions because it's there absolutely the next principle is give to get. And this one is extra sticky and extra fun because women in particular, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need, I don't need. But the truth is that we can't perform and we can't provide if we don't have 
things and stuff and fullness and uh, receipt of others, whether it's energy or whether it's time or whether it's anything, we cannot, we cannot reciprocate when we don't have. And this beautiful universal law of reciprocity is even alive in animals that they do testing all the time to see what an animal will respond to and what it won't. And if something does not, you know, like if they perform a behavior, say, and this is all in the book, there's a certain Mm -hmm. case these chimpanzees, but if a, if a certain behavior is achieved and they don't get what they want, they stop that behavior like right away. Mm. We in a reciprocal world. And so I beg mothers, especially because we're so tapped out and we're so busy and we're so tired. I urge women to ask for what they want. It's aligned. It's truthful. It's honest. It's okay. Men in particular love to hear you say what you want because they want to give and they love to be taught if they don't know better. They love to be taught to give because they want they want to feel that. And the beauty of you helping them is like the biggest gift they can get. Like, oh my goodness, thank goodness she told me. I never would have guessed that that's what she wanted for her birthday or that's mm-hmm. what her dream was for this next summer or that was what she needed when I walked through the door. You know, it can be anything or before we turn the lights off, she needs to hear me say, I love you. It can be anything you need. You are the queen and you should ask for it. And he or king will approve and will be so happy. And then the two of you can get through this, like this maze that the male female dynamic has created that has thrown everybody off. They're not mind readers. They're not psychics. So let's not make them that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that one. Absolutely. And I I just put out a video saying something um, similar about Mother's Day. But it's like, if that's not happening, then that's something to look at in your relationship too. But that's, that's what I was taught by my own therapist is the natural inclination of the male female dynamic. Well, because the thing is, is that the survival in us um, wants to wants to exude survival ship, right? So we're mm-hmm. the best mate to pick. We have the longest hair. We have the smoothest skin. We have the biggest hips and smallest waist. We have the longest nails. We have all these things, right? So it's all that. But what happens is we don't have to take that then into what we need. So that, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, plays into that survivorship, but it's not really the truth because most of us aren't fine all of the time yeah and like your parents even your sisters and brothers your girlfriends I mean we just want to hear the truth and if you just say you know what I really want you to call me on Friday nights you know say that you're saying this to your more adult child yeah you know I want you to pop in on a Sunday I really want this there's a respect all of a sudden for the ask and also it's the truth and we all know truth carries its own sensational energy that's just magic and you can't replace that And so when you get really clear, as you do normally when you mature, Mm -hmm. as you get really clear, you start to get the things you want. And then that, that backpedaling of that, you know, that back work, that kind of, um, working behind the scenes of the resentment and resentment and the, um, the passive aggressiveness and the, you know, gee, I wish I had, I wish I had, no, you're queen. You asked for it. People ask me all the time. How did you get all the stuff you get (laughs) that I asked? (laughs) It's a good message. Yes. 
Right. And I decided with this husband, this is the way I was going to play out my life because I was not getting before. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to leave someone. You don't have to, you know, change your relationships. You don't have to get your life all crazy and tumultuous. You just have to ask. It's so easy. <laughs> and he's so appreciative. And then people say, oh, my gosh, how did you know what to get her? She told me. I was so happy. She told me. <laughs> Thank right. you. Yes. You know. I mean, it's like really very funny. It's almost relationship 101. So we almost miss it because it's so basic, you Mm -hmm. know? Yes. It's too close to us to see. Yeah. So So what's the final principle? Final principle, uh, principle six, or actually, yeah, so principle six is play big. And it is really about the fact that at this point in the manual, I don't even call it a book, I call it a manual. (laughs) At this point in the manual, you are already so clear and so clean on what you want and aligned and honest that now it's the time to really go for it. And so within that, there are four pillars of self-care. And it's really important to take care and nurture your physical body at this stage. The reason I put this in is because when you are aligned with your subconscious and when the universe is powering all of your dreams to you, boom, 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 you need to have the energy to carry that out. It's just a a physics thing that this is the body we're in. This is the geography that we live. Mm -hmm. We are in a planet and we breathe oxygen and here we are. And so to take care of that so it can run through all of your dreams is the best, best thing you can do. So while you're reading, I take you through those pillars so that you're also ramping up your physical the physical is super slow the brain is super quick so as this as your super fast brain starts firing all these things to you now you need to be able to carry that ball through the end zone the the same imprint that published this book subconscious power published the secret And we stand on the shoulders of our forefathers because what happened with that is, yes, you're beaconing out and yes, law of attraction and all that's great, but where that's really coming from are your subconscious desires. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it reminds me of like the Star Wars trilogies or the ones where they have to go back and do the first movie, like before It, it feels like that book to me because it's really about where it's really coming from all your hopes and dreams, all your emotions, all of your real dreams, you know, your dreams and nightmare things that you have at night while you're sleeping, all of your creativity, all of your genius thoughts, all of your zoning out, you know, when you're in, in school and the teacher's tapping the blackboard and saying, get back in here, Elizabeth, come on, let's, you know, pay attention, pay, pay back into the room. You know, here we are. Mm-hmm. What happens is that's your, that's your zoning out. That's your subconscious. You're dreaming. Don't wake that up. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's, that's your magnificent in that spot in the mind. And that's, that's the glory moment right there. So when you're working with a client in hypnosis, and I know you've worked with some very famous clients and celebrity uh, client lists, let's call it. Are you going, are, are you doing the cleaning work in the subconscious? Like what happens? Yeah. Yeah. So as a hypnotherapist, okay. that's all I do, right? All uh-huh. subconscious work. Because here's the thing. Again, it goes back to Texas. Get the get it from the root. If there's a weed, you got to get it from the root. And the root of all things is in the subconscious mind. So, for example, let's say, I'm trying to think of, a, of an example I could share with you. Uh, gosh, there's so many. You know, addiction. Well, this is a perfect example. So, I, I was just speaking with someone today about this very thing. There's always some trigger that can get someone to do something. 
And my specialty is discerning what that is. And I do believe that that's why I've been as successful as I have been in this, because I have the ability to see what that is. You also know, as the owner of your subconscious, you know what those things are. So for example, an addict, let's say I have a female drinker Mm -hmm. and she drinks too much and she lady lunches and she, you know, with the kids and play dates and she just knows that, you know, and she might not have been called out on it yet. She might be a secret drinker. She might just be an unaware drinker, you know, but she knows in her heart of hearts and in her subconscious that she needs to really halt this behavior or it's not going to serve her well. For that one, if she's a, if she's a girly girl and she's a fixer, you know, and does her face creams at night and, you know, tries to stay out of the sun and all that, I will let her know that she looks bloated because of the inflammation and that her skin is turning bad and it's not, she's not getting away with it anymore physically. Mm. That would be the trigger for some. And and let me just share with you, in my line of work and with the high-performing professionals I see, that's a big one because they are based on their looks. You know, it's a look-based mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. So those kinds of things where you know you're not getting away with your own you-know-what anymore, that's the time to really consult your subconscious because she's waiting for your emergence. She's waiting for you to wake up. She's waiting for you to be there because she doesn't like the drinking either or the drugging or whatever it is that's happening. Mm -hmm. So anytime there's an issue, there's always a thing that gets gets the attention of the mind. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, well, I can't look terrible. Why am I putting creams on and sunscreen and all this, maybe laser and injections and whatever you're doing is what if, why am I doing all that? If when I take the next glass of wine, it's just going to undo everything. Mm -hmm. So there's a moment of truth and real clarity within each of us. And again, that's in our subconscious. You know, I was saying women like to say, oh, you know, I'm, I, we've cornered the market, women's intuition and this and that. Your husbands have it. Your boyfriends have it. Your, your sons have it. Everybody has it. It's just who develops it. Mm-hmm. This It's a fantastic, fantastic gift for Father's Day because it's blue. My picture is not on it. (laughs) I I, I just don't, I'm not a big buyer of like girly books, you know, Mm -hmm. and like can't imagine a man running around with a lot of books with women's faces on them. But this book is designed and sure enough, our stats are coming back that it's about 50-50 men and women reading. And we're so excited about that. In fact, it was uh, number one new release and number one, uh, bestseller on Amazon three days after it came out in its category. And we were so pleased by that because it shows that people are responding to their own mind. Love mm-hmm. it. Yes. It's a Father's Day gift anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So it, it works as a manual, you're saying, as a guide to walk someone through these steps. And like even even like funny things like finding lost items around the house how annoying is it you know when you can't find things that you're looking for or finding great parking spaces you know we're busy we've got strollers we've got bags we're schlepping things around uh-huh. it's just it's so helpful like I said to the publisher I'm really like you know remember I said they approached me about it so in this discussion I said I really don't want to write a book about one more thing to do like we're so busy we have so many things to do and moms especially and they said no 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 we agree and that so it's a thousand less things to do when you read this book oh wonderful I know, <laughs> I know right? yeah 
It's like, what do I need to put out one more thing for someone else to do? I'm trying to, you know, help people and fix people who, you know, are coming to me for help. I don't need to add to anyone's aggravation. And so the whole impetus and purpose of writing it was so that it can clean, um, clean, clarify, streamline your life so that you don't have to work so hard. I want us to have more fun. Fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that that is something that people go to hypnotists for that I didn't realize until I became trained in hypnosis. They'll go to someone to find something that they lost. Oh, yeah. Really fun exercise. It's in the book. It is. And it's it's funny. I um I lost a childhood necklace I'd had since I was seven or eight, let's say, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Probably younger. But um and at first I was upset and then I was like, you know, I I'm not gonna worry about this. Like I had a really nice long time. 50 years or so or 40 years or so with this necklace, but I'm going to put it on the top of my list next week. Necklace appears, right? And sure enough, it appeared. Okay, so you did find it. I did in a completely unexpected place. There is no, there's no reason for it to be there. But I had put it on my list for the week. Necklace appears, you know, and so... Girl, I love that. Yeah, I I know. But it is it is a fun exercise. So I'm glad the book is sort of, you know, filled with little anecdotes like that to help. There are so many exercises, because here's the thing, I'm not there. And so because I'm not there, you need to do these. And I made them short, I made them quick. It was very funny, because the first, you know, kind of drafts would come back with the note, like, you know, maybe we should do like a journal and, you know, write it all out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You don't understand my, my client is like, she doesn't have time for that. She's magnificent. She's busy being queen. She needs to run and she needs to just catch this when she's waiting for her Starbucks or whatever it is. Yeah. And she's She's got to get back on the road. She doesn't have time for a journal. I don't want her to write anything. At most, I might have you, I think there's one exercise where I just have you, one that comes to mind right now, where I have you jot something down quickly for a second and it can be, you know, on the palm of your hand. I don't care where it is. But that's, you know, that's the beauty of being on the go is this is, this book is for the girl on the go, the guy on the go. It's at like a hundred airports right now. It's really doing so well. And there's people being like, people will take pictures of people with it and send them to me. Oh, awesome. Really interesting, high, you know, level people reading it. I'm just thrilled. Good, good. So we're about at the end of our time. Can you tell people where to find it? Oh, certainly. So it's available at uh, retail online everywhere. And it's available at actually retail stores everywhere. So it's available everywhere. Okay. <laughs> and then so, I would say for your own personal, it's go to KimberlyFriedmutter.com and it's F-R-I-E-D. Freed Mutter, spelled like fried, KimberlyFreedMutter.com and sign up for my newsletter because that's all of the other fun stuff that comes once a week. And so this week was like decluttering your life, but I really mean not necessarily just your drawers and whatnot, which I walk you through, but also your relationships Mm. because we have a lot of noise and we tend to think because it's a person we need to hang on, that people carry very strong energies and you don't always need all of it all of the time. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, that'll be in the show notes as well, the link to the book and to your website. So thank you so much for being on. I really it appreciate it. It was the greatest pleasure. You are just the sweetest thing and I so appreciate you. Thank you.
hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.